extra, extra. Read all about it. Mega Sheen is back. Ooh. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> there is. <laughs> there is nothing you can do about it because when we want to put the mess out, it is out on the streets. So it's out there. All right. So we're back again. I'm Nick. I'm Victor. So, Victor, how you been? What's going on? What's new? How you mama and them? Well, my mama is getting on my nerves. <laughs> California, and that means I have to pay for her to come here and a hotel room because she's not staying with me. And so, I mean, there's no hate towards that. But what I mean is, because, you know, your mamas, they want to, because, you, one, you don't want them in your business. That's one. But two, you want them to have their own experience. So, you know, I want to put her in a nice little hotel so she can, like, have her own time. And plus, my mom is a former beauty queen. And let me say this. Having a mom who is a former... First of all, she's light-skinned. And you know how we light-skinned people are. We are... <laughs> we are truly gamma rays to a T. <laughs> my mom could have been a gamma ray. She could have been at Potomac. So that my mom is that person. And so, therefore, she's that woman who, at my senior... Um, year in high school at college night shows up in a fur coat so that's the type of mother i have hashtag goals yes <laughs> that is her so she uh she will have to be somewhere nice and she like to do nice things so i'll have to give her the time to do that so my mom is fine i'm fine um we are in the middle of big work so my leadership moment has arrived so i'm looking at Working with my students, we get ready for orientation and also getting ready for, as I said before, con season because that's coming around the corner. So that means every coin has to be saved. I know, that's right. I'm having problems with not trying to spend too much money right now because all these Wonder Woman dolls are popping up and I'm always tempted to go to tacky ass Walmart. Let's can I talk about Walmart? Let me I don't know what it is about Walmart, but I feel like Walmart just collects everybody from purgatory. Like every time I go to Walmart, it's like it's always packed at all hours. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Walmart? But anyway, I'm always in there because I'm looking at all the Wonder Woman stuff and T shirts and I had a I had to talk to a manager last night because I didn't appreciate the fact that there was no Wonder Woman t-shirts for men, but there's tons of Harley Quinn t-shirts for men. I'm like, she's not even important, but apparently y'all have made her important, and I don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate I have to go in here and get a gown, a nightgown <laughs> in the woman section so I can wear this Wonder Woman shirt. That's not that's not what I wanted to do. But anyway, before I just go too far into it, that's me. How about you? <laughs> I am doing good. You know, I'm up to rehearsals, up the ass. Um, this week I'll have rehearsals Thursday through Sunday. Um, what else? What else? Um, uh, you know, just trying to keep out of trouble, trying to not, you know, cuss folks out. Cause you know, I love to cuss folks out. Yeah. Um, so let me tell you about it. this happened a few weeks ago. Actually, this happened, um, I want to say, after the Wiz auditions. Mm-hmm. So I called at Lyft because, um, you know, I wanted to get home quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had uh, went over to McDonald's to get something to eat real quick. <clears throat> called the Lyft driver. He was on his way. Okay, bet. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting. He says he's here. Then he says he's five minutes away. I'm like, okay, that's strange. So then he calls me. And he's pissed off. He says, oh, 
um you lied about where you were i'm not even there yet this that the third i said number one no i didn't lie number two who are you calling a liar number three you need to blame your fucking company for uh designing their gps tracker or what their gps uh whatever all types of funky and then i hung up on him and canceled the ride i was like don't you ever in your life call me on my phone telling me that i'm a lawyer i mean i'm a liar and then demand that i tell you where you are and whatnot bitch you ain't no pro uh pro officer i'm mad because they go go liar like are, are, are y'all providing a service where y'all customer service policy? right so i had to put a a, a formal complaint on his ass that's how you get your car keyed up lift driver That's right how- i'll say i wanted to wait till he got to the mcdonald's so i was fight him but you know i'm a change i'm a i'm wholesome saint and i don't do that anymore yeah you have to be safe because you know crisis coming you can't be <laughs> right infinity crisis is coming and i'm there uh boxing in a, a mcdonald's parking lot like ain't got no damn oh, sense <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I'm gonna start yes, the affinity crisis is coming. I'm gonna start using that when people start clowning. Like, you know, the affinity crisis is coming. Y'all better get it right. Right. The age of apocalypse is on its way. Yeah. We need to be in it. Oh, I've got to say, well, I wanted to just share really quick that I am a lucky hoe because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you just neglected to leave all this good information out. Yeah. Let me talk about it. So, uh, and I feel horrible because, okay. So, Last week, I was sitting in my office, you know, minding my business. And then my friend texted me and said, hey, bitch, um, you know about this? And he sent me this thing about this Wonder Woman masterclass at YouTube. And YouTube is literally down the street. Like, it's a mile and a half from where I work. And I was like, no, no, I didn't know about this. And so... um, I was like, let me get into it. So with YouTube, you had to register yourself and your YouTube page. Now, truth be told, my YouTube page has not been active since Trayvon Martin March. <laughs> That's when I put up, when we took over the the, the, the highway. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, re- I recorded that when we were doing the March. So I put that on there. So that's been some years. And I only got like 56 followers because I haven't really been active on it. But, you know, you had to register it. So I did. And I was like, well, I probably ain't going to get in. Um, then... Two minutes later, they said, bitch, you got in, so be ready to come here at this time. And I was like, oh, my God, I got in. Well, my friend didn't get in, and I was trying to give him, um, I was trying to get him and another friend of mine who's a huge Wonder Woman fan, Peter. Um, I tried to get him in, and they was like, oh, we're full. I was like, well, darn, I was trying to get my plus one or two. <laughs> and they said no. But anyway, so this past Friday, I went down to YouTube. I was so excited. Have a nice studios, um, a nice studio down there. And I went down there and we had to, you know, go in. You had to give your ID, and then you had to sign some stuff. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then you know, you know, it was a great reception. It was some nice Wonder Woman things there. And some of y'all may have saw the pictures on Twitter um, of the sword, the shield, the lasso, costumes. And then like, Patty came out. She talked about the movie, and it was so um, exciting because half of them saw the movie. That was great. Um, and then we got to see something. And so, you know, we can't really talk about it, but, you know, got to see something. And then um, um, got to talk with Patty. And I 
was when it, it hit me that was like I'm talking to the director of Wonder Woman. I'm talking to a person who's making this happen, and she's very passionate about it. I think I'll, I can say this: y'all will like it. Oh shoot! Look at you, hobnobbing. So, so I was, you know, telling her that gay men everywhere are excited. She laughed. She said, "Yeah, I've heard that gay men are gonna love it. They will love this." And um, you know what? I was a. I said I was against Gall. Godel getting his role. And after seeing the things that she's doing in this, I'm just like, I take it all back. I, I think we it's going to be fun when we talk about it. Um, and, you know, Patty put a lot of work into this, and I think this is probably going to get DC back on track. You know, the well, first thing to do it. You know, you know, that's what it was. It took a woman who you know, who really knew what was best for this character. And that is something that I can't wait for us to discuss, but also for people to see. So it is a, it, what we were able to see, God talking around the circle, is um, it was great. So I'm just saying, you know, Patty was cool. We took a picture together. Um, she asked me, she asked me, what do I do? And I said, well, I, cause you know, a lot of them were, are truly YouTubers and I'm not. So right. I didn't talk about the podcast and she was like, oh my goodness. Well, she said, that's neat that she said, that's, that's a niche that is needed to talk about stuff like this. And I was like, oh, look at you. So she, <laughs> so she knows about all. Um, she was really cool and it was a really good time. And so, you know, I can't wait for us to talk about Wonder Woman when we can, so. Patty, you have an open invitation to come on Megashine whenever you damn well want to. Yes. She can come on here. We can talk about it with her. Um, but yeah, it was a great time. Um, one woman burst into tears because she knew nothing about Wonder Woman until she saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Burst into tears and she she felt motivated, she said. And I was like, oh, Lord. So this is before we got to see things. So I was sitting there like, oh, my goodness. So it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I've I've ordered a special T-shirt for this. I think I'm wearing a tiara at the movies with my friends. Um, I got the bracelets already. So I'm going to be looking like a drag mess. But that's okay. We're going to be. <laughs> we're going to have fun with it. I'm gonna wear my uh my Converse, my Wonder Woman Converse high top. So you know, I'm in there. I saw the um the jacket. That jacket looks bad. I want that jacket. Which one? Um, I think it was the the red and black. I think. Yeah, it's like a bomber jacket. Yeah. I'm looking at that now because I'm like I I can get because you know I'm like I'm gonna have to get the extra extra large and because it's for women. Right. But I have to get the extra extra large because of my shoulders. But I was like, "That's I can I can drop that fifty six dollars, but at the same time, that Barbie is forty four dollars." That's what I'm saying. I'm still like, "Lord, these these, these first word problems." Right, <laughs> you gotta gotta watch out, you know, because then you know Comic Con will be coming up, and then you look in there, penniless and brokeless, and I know. But no, my friend, my friend David, he got um, the blue jean jacket, which was cute too. I saw that. That's the hundred and some dollar jacket. And I was like, you know what? We mm. can. I don't like the collar. I didn't like the collar. Mm-hmm. I like that bomber jacket though. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna have to drop some money to get that bomber jacket. No, I'm gonna have to work extra out here in these streets. But you know that's okay. I, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to make this happen. <laughs> 
Well, let's get on into Aunt May's tea because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, l- let's go ahead and start out with Drag Race because <laughs> I have, I am Jasmine Masters and I have something to say. Um, okay, so the Queens were tasked with doing a pilot for their TV show, their um, upcoming TV shows. And considering that Upfront happened, what, last week or the week before, it seems fitting that they would do something like this. So they were put into three groups, one group of three. Uh, Shay and Sasha were a group. Nina and Valentina were another group. And Alexis, Peppermint, and Trinity were the other group. So as far as the pilots, the group of three did a uh, My Child is Gay type TV show, which was cute, unoriginal, but it was cute. Um, (laughs) Shay and Sasha did a uh, kind of a take on a black exploitation slash Russian uh, comedy, which was funny. And Nina and Valentina did a... um, I don't even know what it was. It was a mess, though. Uh, it was like uh, these hookers that changed into drag queens over time, you know, that type of thing. Anyway, so the look uh, on the main stage was Club Kid. And this, if you don't know, Club Kid was that 80s type, uh, early 90s. Uh, a lot of references are uh, Lee Bowery, James St. James, uh, Amanda Lepore, those kids that took fashion and kind of turned it on its head. And you still see that in today's fashions, like um, Bessie Johnson mm-hmm. and a lot of others took their inspiration from Club Kids. Mm-hmm. So uh, my favorite were uh, Peppermint and uh, I wouldn't say Trinity. Trinity were my favorite. I don't know what Alexis was doing. She had stopped. She had did like a white face and then she left her the rest of herself, you know, bare. And I'm like, okay, girl, what are you doing? And then she just wore like a basic ass uh, leotard. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, but that is not it. Okay. So anyway, they get down to the bottom two and it's Nina and Valentina. So they start the lip sync. Mind you, Valentina walked down the runway, and this, I don't know what it was, but it was um, this bullfighting-ass matador costume, and she had like a, um, I don't know, this bane mask around it. Mm-hmm. So they started to lip sync, and she still had the mask on. Yeah. And everybody was like, okay, is she going to take the mask off? Is she going to take the mask off? RuPaul had to stop. And tell them, okay, um, are you going to take the mask off? Valentina had the audacity to say, I'd like to keep it on. Yeah, I saw that. RuPaul said with a straight face, this is a a lip sync. What part of that don't you understand? So take the mask off. She took the mask off. And I was thinking that she wasn't, uh, her makeup wasn't done or anything. Well, the gag was she didn't know the words of the song, which was like, okay, you don't know the words. I mean, it's, I'll get to that a little bit later. So she don't know the words. And Nina, you know, basically, it was already 
written that Nina was going to win. So they send Valentina home. Now, what I want to say about this elimination, everybody was like, oh, my God, I can't believe Valentina went home. I can't believe Valentina went home, yada, yada, yada. Well, okay. I'll say one, uh, one thing, and then I'll say my actual point. I can understand that Valentina froze and under pressure maybe she didn't think <clears throat> excuse me maybe she didn't think that she would be in the bottom two maybe she didn't prepare i don't know what happened but i can understand that if you didn't prepare or you didn't think that it was going to happen how you would have froze and completely forgot the words or whatever mm-hmm. in that same now on my second point it is season nine of this show you should be ready and this is a competition. You should be ready to fight. If this is what you want to do, if this, if the crown is what you want, if this be the supermodel of the world, yada, 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 this, that, and the third, then you should already mm-hmm. come with a mindset that I'm going to fight tooth and nail to get what I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do the extra work. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why it's such a stretch for her to get eliminated if she didn't come prepared. Yeah, you know, I, I saw it. I saw that before. I was like, first of all, because a part of me was like, you know, I was trying to give a benefit. Like, Missa, is this like a protest type of performance that while mm-hmm. you have a mask on? Like, maybe you're trying to be creative. You know, I don't know. It was Grace Jones' birthday around that time, so maybe she was just inspired. Right. And then I saw it. I was like, no, you really didn't have this up prepared. But then, like you just said, if you are coming, if you're trying to be the queen, a queen comes pre- prepared for everything. Everything is set to go. If she has not watched Olivia Pope, (laughs) enough to know that you need to be prepared for everything, everything and under thing, then Uh you need to be set to go. How dare she think that she would never be at the bottom, too? And also, like you said before, this is season nine. So there has been seasons where these queens, when they knew they they could be like, I think about Tyra Sanchez. I think about all of them who felt like, okay, I need to show y'all who I am. That's what you need to do, BB. All they had right. to show you the one that failed, Akasha. I can't remember her name. Was it Akasha? When you uh, the first season when she fell on the yeah. wrong way and then turned around yeah. and got back up. Yeah. You gotta have all this stuff ready, and it and it kind of tells me that, like I've said before, you can tell that some of these queens got into it just because it was cute, and some of these queens got into it because they really love doing this stuff. Uh-huh. Like the queen who dropped down from the ceiling to do I Need a Hero. That's yep. somebody who loves that stuff. You did it just because you saw it on TV. Mm. Right. And I've heard that um, she doesn't take pictures with her fans, this, that, and a third. I'm like, girl, let's remind you who built you up. That's what I'm saying. Your fans. And who gives another, you the right. And another point, it seems like because oh she didn't think that she would be in this position that she would have to lip sync a lot of these young queens think that they can just rely on just being pretty and then Mm -hmm. that's their shtick you know it's okay uh it's fine you you relying on pretty or whatever but don't be surprised when pretty only gets you so have so much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like and I, I don't understand, again, some of these gays. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe Valentina went home. Well, like, let's no, look at it. Right. Like, if she didn't know the song, then why wouldn't she go home? 
any regular, you know, any other queen in any pageant, if they showed up and didn't know how to answer the question, didn't have a talent, didn't, you know, they're not going to win Miss America, Miss USA, Miss Universe, especially like Miss Universe. If you just showed up in a plastic bag and didn't know how to answer the question, they're not going to give you nobody's right. credit. And it just, I think, because a lot of people love Valentina and was, you know, gagging on her or whatever. But I think the people, a lot of the people that um, gravitated towards her go through life thinking that, oh, I'm going to, I can be this and then that's going to get me far. You know, they don't want to do the hard work. They don't want to do this and that to go for their dream. So I, I don't. I don't see what all the big hubbub is as far as her getting el- eliminated because she didn't know the words. Mm. And that's just and that in season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race, you should be able to be prepared. Yes, because there's been plenty of queens. Uh, you know, like I've seen like when I saw Morgan McMichaels perform, I think I'm saying her name wrong. She performs. She gives you a performance every time. I saw her in Mickey's here in Los Angeles. Gives you a great performance. The ones, you know, Raja, all of them, they still give you a performance because they know that this is what, you know, Raven, they all give you performance. And they and they know they stuff. You need to know uh-huh. your stuff. That's why I'm like, if y'all, Rue makes them watch Paris is Burning. If y'all queens are not taking notes from that, and you know, the, the, yes, they were doing it to survive, but they were still giving you drama. They were giving you everything you needed to see. And they was working hard for it. So you see what they were trying to do. And they didn't get what y'all got today. So y'all need to work to get this stuff. Right. I, become a queen by being pretty. She has to maintain. So... I don't feel sorry for Valentina. Next, this is a hard lesson, but I'm glad that she's learning it. I think she said in the article that, yes, she messed it up and she realized that, and that's good. Right. Yeah, she, I think she was set to win, honestly. Yeah. But, but you know. This is good. No, I think it's a good lesson. Like, you know, this can be taken from you because if people are going to work, it's the old, it's the old, you know, message. You work hard and you do what you're supposed to do. It will come to you. And the queens before her, most of them have worked hard to get there. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, oh well. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what we can jump into. Let's talk about Mantis. Now, I didn't mention this, and I should have mentioned this last week when I saw Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Now, the character uh, Mantis was in it. And I remember sitting there like, this is not... Mantis, like I've read about Mantis, because Mantis is kind of kick-ass character. You know, she um, was she was human first, and she was raised by the Kree, um, and to be the the celestial messiah. <laughs> so she was, you know, geared to be a god, kind of, and then had extensive training. She actually whooped the Avengers, but she was beating up Thor and beating up, you know, Iron Man like it was nothing. She was like a warrior, a true fighter. And what we got in this movie was not, she just, she was like a servant. And I was like, I don't, I said, what are we doing with this character? So it was funny to know that I wasn't the only one because apparently um, the, the one of the, I think his name is Steven, Steve Eaglehart. He was one of the co-creators of Mantis and he saw it and he was not happy. Like he was saying, like, I don't know who y'all had up there, but that's not the Mantis I know. And I was like, well, right. Why won't they have why didn't they have him as like a I don't know, um 
a creative consultant to make sure that the Mantis was, I don't know, kind of close to what it was in the comics or did it not go with the overall script? It was she was supposed to be, since she was portrayed as Asian, yeah. it didn't fit into their, I don't know, the, you know how white yeah, people are. Yeah, because the character, and this is how I took the character um, from the comics, she's also Asian there too, but I feel like they was kind of playing on stereotypes when I was looking at Mantis. I was like, I don't, I said, I'm just not feeling this. Again, because I remember reading some, reading a little bit of Mantis. I mean, I, I'm I'm not like a, a huge big fan of Mantis, but I remember reading about Mantis and I was like, um, she's supposed to be a little bit better than this. Like she could probably take down all of them, you know, and if she needed to. Um, and who knows what they were doing? Maybe they were trying to fit it into the storyline because it would have been a lot if she was that way. Maybe that's what they were thinking. I don't know. But I like the fact that the co-creator of the character call it out. And maybe next, you know, in the next story, she may be a little bit more. But yeah, I, I realized that and some other fans realized that this is not the Mantis that we read about. And I was a little disappointed with that. Um, I know at one point she got her mind wiped. And then she came back, but she was still tough. So, I mean, I mean, this character is forty-five years old, you know, in the comic world. So, you know, next time, y'all, just really give us. I understand that you alter characters, but let's not like really alter them. Like it's bad enough we got a light-skinned Storm, but can we just please keep um, some of these characters, you know, close to who they are? Exactly. So, and some other, some Netflix news, mm-hmm. The Witcher, which is based on a uh, video game series by uh, author Andre Sapowski, is coming to Netflix. It's going to be executive produced by Sean Daniel and Jason Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Daniel uh, did the Mummy franchise and Jason Brown did the Expanse on Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. So, uh it seems like this might be good. Um, they have uh, Tomas Baginski. Uh, he actually directed the first intros to the video game trailers. Uh, he's going to be directing at least one of the episodes, if not more. Uh, let's see what else. They have the uh, visual effects studio, Platage, is creating a show. And they've also done some cinematic sequences for the actual game series. So this might be decent i'm not sure how or which story they're going to cover because the witcher series covers multiple storylines or uh, they haven't even announced any casting but this um have my hopes up not high hopes but i gotta see some footage but more than the castlevania series that they claim to be <laughs> i don't want to see i don't care about this Transylvania series. I think that's a bad idea. Right, and then I have such a fond memory of playing Castlevania Bloodlines and Super Castlevania 4. So, for them to uh, just fuck it up, which I pray to God they don't, which it would just, you know, crush my childhood. Yeah. Now, who was the main character in Witcher? Because I always always seem like I... (laughs) Really, there's some love for this main man. That man is fine as fuck. His name is uh, Gerald or Gerard, something like that. Um, a silver daddy, mm-hmm. built built like a 
Brickhouse knows how he. I, I think um, some cosplayer did. There's a scene in Witcher Three where he is bathing. Yeah, and he's got his legs like pointed straight at the camera, but you can't see it because he's submerged. But yeah, that motherfucker's hot. Yeah, I've saw some elves, and apparently on Tumblr, you know how the Tumblr girls are. They just <laughs> get put up all these people's great stories and everything. So yeah, right. I saw, okay, who is this? So when I saw that they were making the show, you know they're going to have to find a, a very sexy guy to play this role because they, that's going to be part of the draw. Right. To watch it, they're going to have to make him, you know, sexy, hairy. He's going to have to be nude. So I, you know they're going to go there. At least some ass shots. They have to, yeah. Let me they do have. it for the culture. <laughs> yeah. Yes, do it for the culture. Let's see. Oh, really quick. Game of Thrones, they released some some pictures, new images of all of the things going on. I think one of the ones that I really loved was seeing um, Daenerys on that dragon, that big-ass dragon. And, of course, seeing Jon Snow, my bae, you know, getting ready for battle. Um, the new season starts in July 16th. So get excited for it. Um, it's going to be, this is, we're winding down, so we're getting close to the very end. But um, this should be a very good season. It's a short season, but if you haven't seen those pictures, they're all over online. So you can look at EW.com to see them. And also, if y'all haven't seen the Star Wars covers that, was it, Annie Leibovitz did? Yeah, yeah, Annie Leibovitz. Yeah, that is, those were amazing. Like, especially Leia, I'm like, all right, not too much now, not too much, Annie. But you know, Annie uh, brings it to you every day. Yeah, I was like, give me that coat, that cloak, like that cloak. Where, but I was like, this is a lot, and I love that we had people of color on one cover. Um, we had, um, <laughs> we had Poe, and we had oh lord, his name is slipping. I forgot their his name on the thing that's already but we had those characters up there which was really neat and i'm saying poe because you know poe is the hottest and so um, <laughs> we had it all right there so i'm looking forward for you know star wars but these covers just really kept it lit so i was really excited about that yeah they were they were pretty awesome yeah let's see what else oh the black lightning um trailer came out last week and it came out after our show but um I, you know, we saw it. It was a lot in this trailer. I was excited. We got to see Cress Williams, who's becoming a very hot daddy. Uh, he, well, see, he's been hot since he was on Living Single. Yeah, that's right. He was. Yeah, he was and a I, uh, scooter. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good to see him in this role. Um, and it's good to see his daughters because we see that they do inherit his powers. So that's going to be fun to watch because we do know one of them is one of us, one of the queers. So we'll get to right. they play that out. Um, and so, yeah, um, for the if y'all haven't seen it, it's all on the Internet. It had a lot of great praise to it. Um, and it seems that, you know, his first take on, on cleaning up the streets is going to do with this group called the 100. Funny that it's called 100 considering they have a show called 100 on the CW. Right. Um, and it's going to kind of go into... The big fight he has in 2005, and then he retired, but now he comes back because gang violence have not changed where he lives, especially when his daughters becomes very threatened by it all. So it's going to be neat to see what this kind of rolls out. My only thing is I'm a little sad that it, it, right now it's not part of the Arrowverse, but again, that's how Supergirl was. She wasn't part of it, now she's a part of it, so hopefully right. combine it in there. 
Yeah, and it's the first show that has a all that has a a female, a black male lead since Everybody Hates Crits back in two thousand nine. So that's <laughs> like really good, and I think one of the reasons hopefully that they didn't want to include it in the Arrowverse yet is because they feel like it's strong enough on its own mm-hmm. to, you know, not have to deal with that. But, you know, probably later on down the road, they'll, you know, add it into the Arrowverse. My one concern or my one um, hesitation is I don't like it when Hollywood, if it's the cast is centered around black people, that the automatic villain is gang violence. You know, it's just that it's a tired trope that needs to be retired. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, you know, of course, black folks have to deal with gang violence sometimes, but to have it as if all black people deal with gang violence all the time, no matter where they live, it's just like, okay, come on now. Let's come up with something different. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was that's something I noticed. I was like, you know, we always gotta fight crime. But again, as heroes, we can fight other things too. <laughs> you know, so can we fight, you know, corruption, but it doesn't have to be well, that's a black corruption, you know, mm-hmm. it could be overall corruption or something. But you know, I guess they're trying to like, you know, play with you know, play safe. That gets people into it, then they uh, they kind of get it bigger. But yeah, I would like if they would really challenge themselves and not make every black hero fight gang violence or the streets. That is actually something, um, but it kind of defines him differently as a hero. Because I feel like you know after we just had Luke Cage, so I feel like that maybe they should have went a different route. But right, yeah, is it set in Chicago? I can't remember. Um, I don't. I'm not sure. So I don't want to put that lie out there. But somebody's. I want to say that I think it is, but or maybe some different type of you know, like how they had those make up made up cities. <laughs> right, those make believe ass cities. When well, you know good and damn well that it's the John Hancock building and the yeah. Sears Tower standing right there. But yeah. I. I am happy for it. I'm just like, okay, let's come up with something different as far as, you know, the enemy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then other trailers. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. So CW is move apparently moving on with this Dynasty remake or reboot or remix. Absolutely not. <laughs> I saw the, the trailer and I was like, okay. So, like, the first 30 seconds, little white girl jumps off the plane, and her chauffeur, who's black, is right there. And then the next scene is her getting some head by him. I was like, wait a minute. Why is it the black man that has to be subservient to this little white girl? I'm like, did did y'all really have to show all that, though? And then it's just... Is this necessary? Is this really necessary? No. Like, come on. But, I mean, CW said they were going to show uh, reruns of the original Dynasty on CWC. So that might be like a um, a live tweet that we do or something. Because I know the girls don't, some of these new girls don't know anything about Dynasty. Yeah. But they need to know. Right. They should be in their Bibles because 
after seeing this trailer, I was like, okay, I get it. Y'all trying to be cute. But it just felt so... Like, the way they're trying to do Crystal, like I said, no, I kind of like that Crystal was a, little, was a little bit polished, you know, in the first. Uh-huh. I don't like how they try to make her, like, oh, she's possibly a gold digger. Who knows? Um, I thought it was cute they made Sammy Joe a man, a gay man. Um, it wasn't somebody was fucking that other guy, and then he found out that he was fucking his step-cousin or something? <laughs> I was like, okay, y'all, bye. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I didn't see, like, I feel like um, y'all had this show. It was called Gossip Girl. Like I said, I don't, my question is, will this actually be a show that they want to watch? Like, this generation wants to watch? Because they got, because a part of me is like, well, you you started out with shows like this. You had CW, you had the other show that was based off of, L-O-C. You had these shows that kind of went there already. And they and you know how CW is. They hired the same folks. So you have some of the same folks in these roles who've been in previous roles in CW works. Right. So like, mm, I, don't, I, I didn't see it for this. Um, it was showing so much. And I was like, well, then it made me wonder who, who's going to be a Dominique. If, right. Who's going to be Alexis? Exactly. Who, they said that uh, Esther and Richard Shapiro are executive producing. Now, they were producers on the original Dynasty. So that's their only saving grace, in my opinion. Mm, yeah. I hope they are sitting down working this out. I don't see this getting there because they already have Riverdale. Riverdale's already a dramatic mess. So I just feel like that. I, I feel like they will have too much of this type of teen white-ish drama with black sidekicks who are giving them sex. You know, I feel like we will have enough of that because I'm already mad at Riverdale because basically when they, they only really use Josie and the Pussycats for segments um, or transition, but not really as characters. So I I don't know what to think of this. I don't want it. If I want to see Dynasty, I'll just pull out YouTube and just watch the old episodes because that's they gave you life. Those was classic moments. I don't feel like this is gonna be trashy. And you see that fight scene? I'm like, that fight that, scene was whack. That fight when you saw so whack. It really was. I was like, I could have kept this. There's better fight scenes on WWE. So I was like, no, I'm not here for this. But I will watch the first episode. But basically, I'm not here for it. <laughs> well, you watch it and just tell me what you think. <laughs> Or maybe that's something we all get. We get some people together. It's like let's live tweet to see if you know where people are with it. But I think it's going to be a mess. We got scandal. We don't need nothing else. Speaking of scandal, let's real quick. Did you watch the uh, season finale? Yes. If they don't give Candy Alexander her fucking Emmy, yes. For that speech, just Google that speech because that black woman's speech. Was truth. It gave us a brand new term, um, swagger jacked. Um, right, swagger jacked by some what's some white girl and some box braids and hoop earrings. Yes, candy. Candy gives you black villain, and so that's what I love about that. Is because we, I love a black villain, and I love her, her character because it's complex. Mm-hmm. I like it that she's an older woman who is in control, who still looks great. Who is you know captivate every scene, and I love to see that you know, and so that's what I'm talking about. If you don't give us drama, 
That's the type of drama you give us. You know, give, give us a dynasty drama. That that's we got scandal. That's all we need. We don't need no dynasty. Mm-hmm. And Loki, uh, Liv needs her ass whooped. <clears throat> Liv needs her ass whooped. She needs she needs to be choked out or slapped because she's becoming the part the same the person yeah. that she fought so hard against all these damn seasons. Now she gonna be the chief of staff and she gonna be head of B six thirteen. But I love that. But her hair, though, when you know at that reception, wherever they were at, her hair was bomb. I was like, "Oh my god!" When they uh, told uh, what's her name, Vargas's wife, that she was gonna die. Yeah, I was like, her hair was like a slay in that moment. I was like, "Lord." I was like, "I was like, Liv, girl, if you don't get your ass out of here." I loved it though, but I also loved um, really quick on this. They used um, Aretha Franklin's version of It's My Turn. Now, I love and cherish and worship the original by Diana, of course. But this version I have never heard before. And I was like, I felt that version too. So I bought it. Um, so shout out to Shonda and her group for always having a great soundtrack to this show. It's basically Aretha and Stevie on the soundtrack. Well, they need to release this. They need to start releasing this. Like how Empire... Anyway, they need to be, they need okay. To be, Empire does have some bops, though. <laughs> but y'all, y'all, folks, but Empire can burn too. We, I'm, I think I'm like seven episodes behind. I'm like seasons behind. So, <laughs> but let's speaking, carry on the tea. Yes. Speaking of being choked, so Tom Hardy uh, is going to play Venom, and Venom is a, a popular character in the Spidey universe. Um, but it's going to be mostly with Sony. But he's going to play this character in a standalone movie, I believe. It's not a spinoff. It's going to be kind of a standalone. I guess a standalone. Um, so he's going to be he's going to be Eddie Brock, and it's going to have some. It may have relationship with the you know with the regular Marvel universe. It may not. Um, as I said before, you know Tom Hardy can jump me, and I'll be happy with that. But I'm not sure if I really want to see. I don't. I don't think this was a good casting idea. I think they could have. This was a lazy casting choice, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think they could have certainly got a, an unknown. Um, what I really want to see is what that tongue gonna do. <laughs> that's like that's the actual question because you know, Venom's tongue look like it can work some magic. <laughs> I'm mad because. <laughs> Everybody sees a dangerous villain. Well, you see, you see a good moment. I mean, <laughs> you have to have your priorities in order. Yeah, like I said, Tom Hardy. Now that we, the Tom Hardy, he knows he's he just looks like he'll be fantastic in so many ways. So, but uh, see, he he was banged. So I'm like, okay, so we just doing this cross pollinating thing. So. You dabble in this, and then you dabble in that. Well, think about it. We got Michael Keaton, who was Batman, who's now the Vulture. So you know, it, well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and then we've had, you know, good old Hallie, who was Storm and Catwoman. And, oh. <laughs> and then Chris, you know, cute little Chris, who was um, Johnny Storm and Fantastic Four. Now he's Captain America. So this happens a lot. I just think that. Um, they could have went elsewhere, but then I, they, we we didn't ask for this movie. 
Right. I did. I, I know I didn't. I didn't send in any kind of strongly worded letter. Well, I didn't go to Apple. I didn't ask. You know, I didn't call anybody. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> um, let's see. Saying on uh, kind of the porn things, we've been talking about how we want Tom Hardy to joke us. Um, this is this has popped up, and I just don't even know what to really think of it. So, men.com. Oh. Men.com is a porn company. They usually have decent stuff. Sometimes it's cute. I mean, it gets the job done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they they have some they have some people on there. They have some that if you know if you call them up, I'll be willing to watch. Recently, they had uh, one of their <laughs> episodes. I call it is based off, and I'm gonna say it wrong. Didgeroo, didgeroo, like the didgeridoo. Didgeridoo, and they. This is an instrument that is um, very, very. It's a sacred, aboriginal, aboriginal. Oh, I'm just messing all these words up. Um, Australian, or, 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 or so Australian, very personal. Yeah, the, the aborigines were yeah. the initial uh, people of Australia. They were the natives of Australia. Yes. And they, this is an instrument they use. It is very personal. It's very cultural. Um, but in, in this scene, they, now, personally, they stole this scene from Gigolos. Now, Gigolos is a reality show that's on Showtime about Gigolos who are mostly in Vegas. And there was two roommates, they both Gigolos, and one was playing it, and then one Gigolo was trying to rest, and he got mad. It was Nick, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, got mad and he took it from him and put it in his room. They, I think they got it from that. So if y'all watch Jigglos, you, you've seen this before. But in this special scene, um, he takes it, breaks it, and then next thing he knows, he is using it as a sex tool. Like, uh, really, men.com, y'all couldn't do anything else. Y'all had to use something that's culturally sacred to a group of people and turn it into this like, i don't even think they even knew I, I like i was like thinking they don't even know i know they don't know now i do have a friend who works in the industry he works for titan and but he's smarter than this so i know he wouldn't have done this jason wouldn't have done this but um they did this here and they were surprised of the backlash um you can still watch it i did look at it research purposes <laughs> Um, just to see, like, what's, let me see what the deal is. And I was like, mm, I don't, I mean, both guys are cute. Like, the one who was um, playing the, the instrument, is he's he's great to watch and other things. But besides that, um, it was more of, okay, y'all didn't have to do this because it really didn't make sense to do it. But, like, you could have broke it, but then went on to the other scenes but to use it i was like ah, oh, that's a little disrespectful so y'all need to get it together but also it just kind of sends the message that we need to have more people of color you know kind of writing producing directing these things because you know if we can go on this all day but with the industry we're not really represented in there that much and so sometimes you see that in the scenes and the language what have you so it would be nice if we could increase POCs up in there, um, because not too long ago um, we just saw like black on like black men 
and the major companies um, have a scene together, not with another white guy, but together. And I was like, that's major. If you have two black men and some of these top notch, because no offense, I know some of y'all like the Coco dorms and the ones where they wear they church socks and they do rags. I struggle with those a little bit. So I'm like, why do we have to look busted? You know, <laughs> can we have a nice, California dream version, but yeah, you know, anyway, they should have been aware of this, and yeah, it was a backlash. They haven't taken it down, so if y'all want to see it, it's up to y'all to watch. There's so many other stuff out there because honestly, but yeah, we're gonna have to have some kind of a, a deeper discussion of as far as the the dangers and the uh misconceptions of porn specifically gay porn and black men in gay porn Mm -hmm. because that that is such a deeper conversation it really is so i would love to get back into that one day but um let's just get to the our final tea today which was it's 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 kind of sad but it, it had a big big you know push out basically so yesterday we learned that Zack Schneider will be stepping down um, from Justice League. Um, and some people were excited. Didn't know why, they were just excited. Um, mostly because Joss Whedon will be stepping up and handling it right now. And a lot of us are a huge fan of Joss Whedon due to Buffy and due to work he's done with Avengers. Um, but the truth is, um, the reason why Zack is stepping down is because um, his daughter he lost their daughter to suicide. So it's, it's been a personal matter why he's stepping down. Um, and some people were trash about it. You know you know how fans are. Some of these fans right. are this. Um, But, you know, on our end, we are, you know, our condolences go out to him. Because I couldn't imagine dealing with that. Um, but I like the fact that he stepped down to take care of family matters. Um and he knew that's, that came first, so I appreciate that. I didn't realize the significance of him stepping down because I just read the headline when I was uh, looking at um, about to open the article, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I read, it and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, how do you? I, I don't know how would you couldn't even prepare or imagine something like this ever happening to you until it happens and like everything else just falls away mm-hmm. you know you just keep on re- i don't i have no idea what he's going through but i would imagine it might be something to effects of like how did we not see this or you know things something like that but this is really awful and even though i have issues with him as a filmmaker as a person and as a father, he shouldn't have to go through this. Yeah. I mean, I get, you know, and I guess some of y'all, you know, some of these folks were just being really ridiculous. But, you know, think of his family, think of what they're going through. And maybe this will be some, you know, he needs this time to get his family together. And hopefully, um, but, you know, on the upside, you know, hopefully we do get a good movie. Um, and we know that Joss is good at making sure things are really neat. So, I'm looking at the positive piece of this, but I do, you know, I do hope that, you know, Zach takes some time and hopefully he has some healing and everything else. I'm not going to bash him at this point. Um, 
I mean, people know how I feel about his work, but at this point, you know, this is not the time. And hopefully, you know, again, that we get a good movie and they all can kind of move forward because, um, you know, we basically we want we want the best for Zach, and you know, he's taking the time to do that. We also want the best for this movie. And so hopefully we do get a good movie out of this and hopefully, you know, Zach will come back and who knows, he may have a different, he may have a, a different perspective on how he does his work and everything else. So, you know, hopefully let's, let's look at the positives here. Let's not trash Zach at this moment. Let's not try to turn us into a Marvel versus DC moment. I mean, there's plenty right. of that later, but right now let's have some respect. <laughs> yeah. And don't rush the grieving process, you know, Come back when you're ready. True. And it it's gonna be there. There's gonna yeah. be an open seat for you. Yeah. They I'm sure they will have something there for him. So, you know, you know, for Zach and his family, you know, we wish y'all the best and we hope, you know, do what y'all need to do to, you know, to get things together and we you know we're sorry for this. Um and fans, you know, think of this as a you know, this is not a time to bash. This is a time to, you know, Support and be respectful, and we'll see what happens with the, with everything as we move forward. And with that said, let's take a break, clean up this tea, and get ready for our king size issue. Yes, let's take a break. Universal FanCon is a brand new convention coming to the Baltimore Convention Center in April of 2018. FanCon will be a round-the-clock event featuring comics, cosplay, gaming, celebrity guests, music, and more with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Get your tickets now at UniversalFanCon.com because geek is universal. All right, and we're back ready to get into the king size issue but before we get into that we got our first listener letter yes so it comes from sharice b and she says first off she loves the show uh she listens to it along with the reeve to get get her through her work day uh, she has a specific question she says uh nick i believe that you mentioned that your boyfriend is of the caucasian persuasion which is true how do you deal with being black, gay, and in an interracial relationship? And Victor, you are in an interracial relationship too, so both of us can kind of answer this. Um, as far as me, I, it's tough because sometimes mine, my partner may not pick up on a, some of the microaggressions that we as black men, gay black men see. Or they don't get why something that doesn't necessarily affect them, but affects me greatly, which not to say that he doesn't, he's completely blind, but he gets it. But some of the other nuances, you know, I have to tell him about. And sometimes me having an attitude, I'm not, I want to sit in my anger sometimes rather than explain to him why I feel the way that I do. Um, it's tough. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say that when I, um, luckily I had someone who understood it um, to some degree, but it is a little different because they may not always see their privilege right away, or if they do see it, it's, it's that 
understanding of what their privilege is, and even when they don't think they have it. For example, um, someone that I dated, I was considered. I I grew up. I grew up um, having. I didn't suffer. I'll I'll say that. My family at one point had two homes. They had three cars. Like there was, you know, it was. I did not suffer, but the person I dated didn't have the best childhood. The person I'm kind of seeing now didn't have the best. I'm always, I feel like that. I always find a pattern. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> I find a white man who was struggles and I didn't. Um, but it was this issue of understanding the privilege that regardless if they didn't have money growing up, they still have privilege. So that was always kind of the issue that have that have you. So I will say that you help you navigate that through having discussions. Um, and you hope that when you, if you are with someone who is Caucasian or white, whatever you want to call them, that they understand what they're about to get into. Because right. Because it's not be a simple thing. Because I've noticed that um, sometimes it feels like sometimes when you date a white man, they may not be ready for it. Um, and it's funny if you watch Dear White People, you know, that was kind of a thing where you kind of notice like, oh, White Bay wasn't really ready for things so you know those are things you have to be prepared for if you're going to do it but also be prepared for having these conversations and being open to those conversations as well and realize that we're not talking at you oh we're not talking about you we're talking about the systems that make us that are in power right now um you have to be able to have those uncomfortable uh, conversations and those are very uncomfortable Uh, both the ego and attitudes get worked up and you have to realize that you have to you know bring it down and I know mine after you know all these shootings and whatnot he got it so Mine is ready to go to town. You know, mine is ready to punch a KKK member in the face. Mine is ready to, you know, punch a Nazi in the face, what have you. And that's how it should be. Yeah. That's how it should be. So I would say if you're going to, if you happen to fall, like you, you fall in love wherever you fall in love. We can't change that. That's just life. Things happen. But also make sure that when you are in a, in a relationship where it is interracial, do not compromise yourself your race and your culture do not compromise that that should not even be a compromise um that is something that you know they are getting with you they're getting with all of you and that's all of you so they have to be ready for that they have to understand that you know these things happen to us um when i'm talking when i mean things i mean like microaggressions and racism and murders and everything they need to be prepared to deal with that and also understand that and to be there. If they're not ready for it, don't step in it. But hopefully you find a person that understands what's going on and ready to ride or die with you with that. If they're not, move them aside. So let's get into this king size issue. Mm-hmm. So I'll say last week on Vice, there's this article that popped up it was by Justin the Miller. Basically, the title the title of it: "The more p- straight people think drink, the more they're into gay sex." Mm-hmm. Um, I won't give like a an extensive 
uh, synopsis of the article, but it basically said that when you drink more, you're more likely to express your feelings of sexual desire towards the same sex. And a part of me, this is much deeper than I think we have time to go into, but we'll, you know, we'll try the best as we can. So right off the bat, I felt like it seemed like straight people are more interested in gay sex than gay people are interested in gay sex. Yeah. I'm like, y'all, it's, it's not that deep. Number two, I feel like this highlight, this article highlights a lot of the, the social norms that people have on sexuality as far as, oh, it can only be straight or gay there's no bisexuality is you know written out out as if it doesn't exist which a lot of people both gay and straight do and still do um what were your thoughts about the initial the article um i feel like the i feel like this was written i get what they were trying to do but it was like you're not telling us anything that we haven't dealt with but also I wouldn't say that that's it's allowing straight people to it's it's some of them dealing with the fact they are <laughs> you know right. a lot of these people are they bisexual or what have you but also I generate this generation is becoming more fluid to where they are trying different things it is no longer a taboo to try uh-huh. but I don't want to always give them that golden ticket to say well alcohol is going to let me do it because no it's it's not a free ticket for you to do it. It's just masking the fact that you always wanted to do it. So I don't want to sit here and keep saying, well, this is a straight guy. Well, he got drunk and now he wants to do it. Like, ah, is he straight? Because he always wanted to do it. It's just now release those inhibitions to do so. Um, you know, college life, I we dealt with a lot of people who went through this. Like, oh, they became gay, you know, that, that night or whatever. Like, no, they were drunk and they were feelings came out you know a lot of times we ran into guys that they got drunk they wanted to play around or they wanted that massage at one o'clock in the morning uh-huh <laughs> i have stories but i'm just saying that um i don't think that they become gay when they drink i think they they just realize what they really want especially we deal with a lot of toxic masculinity masculinity too so you got men who are trying to uphold being a man um, cause letting that out and so it's letting them be who they really supposed to be so I don't want to say that alcohol is turning straight men into gays I feel like I feel like it's really it's allowing them to be who they supposed to be and maybe if they're gay maybe they're bisexual maybe they they are just open to all of it I don't want to say that alcohol is the cause I'm like they already they're right. there if that makes sense they're already there it's just alcohol is just letting it out yeah it's as if alcohol is, is the inhibitor like you may have thought about it but alcohol just brings you out they always say that uh they call it liquid courage so now that you feel as if those inhibitors are gone as far as the social norms that we put in in our place that you can just do whatever, fuck whoever, yada, 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 this, that, and the third. Yeah. Um, I, 
to be honest, I didn't have that kind of um, sexual activity in the college years um, as far as, you know, these straight guys. Because, you know, if you say you're straight, then, you know, why would I even consider getting with you? I know a lot of gays, that's their whole thing, that they love to bag straight dick. And I'm like, that's a full-time job. And I ain't got (laughs) that with usually no benefits. It's... I find it interesting that a lot more, like you said today, a lot more guys are willing to quote unquote experiment with queer relations or queer encounters. Yeah. I think they are. And I, I, I just don't like the fact that, you know, don't blame it on alcohol, basically just say, while you like if that happens to you and you discover that you like it you should do it sober in fact and, and, and you know gays don't even get with guys who are i don't understand having drunk sex that's that is that is cheap to me that is cheap and it's beneath you because i feel like that if i'm if i'm going to get with you you need to experience all of this you need to remember this experience i need you to be up for the experience you know what i'm saying i don't need you to be drunk like i don't how does that work Right, you get get whiskey dick, or you know, then you can't perform. Like you know, yeah, I got to know. I want you to be sober, so when you get this, you remember this, and you want it again. Right, and you better be like Barbara Mason because I'm ready. (laughs) Shoot, I, I just there doesn't society has these preconceived notions of what a man is supposed to be, what a woman is supposed to be, how a man is supposed to act, how a straight man is supposed to act. You know, we're men are not they're not in a pow, a place to, you know, express emotions and when they do, they're called sissies, they're called bitches, they're called pussies and you know all that type of jazz. So I one, we need to recognize that these social norms or these these things cause so much harm that we just need to get them up, get them up and on out of here, like the Trump yeah. administration. Get up and on out of here. Yeah, and just allow yourself to be. You know, have enough confidence in yourself that you know what you like. And just fuck what everybody else thinks. Yeah, just just stop. Don't because again, nobody want. I don't. I don't want whiskey dick. I never had whiskey dick, but I remember seeing some of my friends go through that. I'm like, no, I need you to be ready to go. <laughs> like, ready to be. The experience is so much better when you're sober. Um, so don't accept whiskey dick at all. And if you are dealing with somebody, I don't care how fine they are, they only can do this when they're drunk. You need to talk. You need to talk to yourself in the mirror about why you're accepting that one, mm-hmm. um, and then later maybe try to help them figure out what they're up to. You know, help them help themselves, and then y'all can have some good dick. But don't try to you know don't get this discount dick because to be drunk dick is discounted. So don't even go there. Don't even accept that. Don't even accept an excuse. Because you run the risk of doing like if y'all both drunk. Then you run the risk of doing something that later you'll regret, like going no condoms, 
mm-hmm. you know, getting yourself in situations that can prove detrimental to your health. Yes, you'd be waking up with stuff that you can't get rid of with turpentine. So y'all need to like okay twice about what y'all doing. And again, like I said, you need to always put yourself first. You need to be like, am I'm worthy of better? I'm worthy of more, and I just and I. I, I demand more and I demand better. So do not sit here and, and think that that's the best way to get it. Again, some of you young queens, I know y'all like, well, he's so hot and now he's drunk and I can do whatever. No, do not accept that. That's beneath you. You get it what is at its best. You deserve uh-huh. the best. You get it at its best. Baby, you deserve. Yes. Come on, y'all. Y'all need to know what y'all deserve. Know your worth. Know I know your that's worth. right. Know your... See... There we go. Dropping gems. Know your worth. I mean, basically, we're just telling you this article. No. Know your worth. Get it at its prime. Do not accept it being drunk. You're not going to get the best of it. Get it when it's right. Don't accept the fact that, oh, I was just drunk. Nope. That's who you are. You need to deal with it and accept it. But do not accept this mess. <laughs> I, just, I just, I can't say it anymore. Just don't, right. Don't yeah, just... You don't have to be. What's that? Uh, you don't have to be drunk to have a good time. Yeah, you really don't. Like I really don't even drink that much. Like I may have two drinks a month. Um, I mean, I'm older, and I really only been drunk four, no, six times in my life. Shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like I needed to be aware. Like I have never gotten high. I've never, um, you know, I, I don't drink to get drunk at all. I may have two drinks, and I'm like, okay, that's cute. And I want to be able to enjoy the rest of the night. I want to always remember experiences. I always want to, um, and I'm not knocking people who do, you know, have a drink or two or who get high. That's great, you know, have fun. I, for me, I like to know what I'm experiencing and processing it and owning my 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 actions. That's me. I love to drink, <laughs> and I love to drink at home mm-hmm. because I'm an old man. I'm. 31 well 30 going on 80 mm-hmm. um i you know i've never gotten high either like at first i was like oh i can't stand it i can't do it yada 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 but then you know you get older you're like you know what maybe it's time to get a new attitude mm-hmm. and try it at least once but i want to try it you know when i'm at the house around folks that i trust i can't be going around getting high with folks that are, I don't even know. Maybe that's the Southern thing about us. Cause we are, cause I was raised like, you don't do that with everybody. Right. Trusted people. So therefore if something goes wrong, you with people who will have your back. Um, and so I remember my mom told me, she's like, if you get high, you get high with your friends. Don't get high with these folks that you don't know. I was like, well, you ain't got to worry about me. Cause I'm not even trying to do that. <laughs> but I'm right. just, Cause yeah, I, you know, have your fun, but just be safe about it. Don't make silly mistakes with it. And again, when it comes back to this whiskey dick, again, you really need to be questioning yourself, like, why am I trying to accept this when I can get better and do better? And with that being said, that does bring us into this show. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Megasheen Pod and Megasheen on Twitter. You can follow me. I am at Porter Pizzazz. Victor is at Wonderman5. Go to our website, uh, themegashine.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Mechashine. 
we will uh, live tweet Drag Race uh, this week at 8 with a BGN podcast and Lemonade Show. Use the hashtag drag, y'all. Make sure you go get your tickets for Universal Fan Con on, uh, in April 2018 in Baltimore. Everybody in the mama's gonna be there and it's gonna be lit as fuck. So you don't want to miss it. What else? Mm-hmm. Anything else we're forgetting? No, y'all. Just, you know, stay clean, stay good, have fun, be new age hoes. That's the best way to be a hoe. <laughs> I said, was that a Trina lyric? <laughs> no, actually. I like that no, I'm telling you, if, if you ever watched um, Hookers at the Point on HBO. Oh, yes, when, yes. When they described one of, the, one of the girls, they said, Brandy, a new age hoe. And I was like, that is the best thing. I was like, that's what I want. I want to be described as a new age hoe. So y'all can be new age hoes. Be a new age hoe. Don't be an old age hoe. Be a new age hoe. And know your worth. That's right. That's a new age hoe. You know you were. <laughs> Let's get up on out of here. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.